The following is a Barrett Sports Media production. There are two sides to the broadcast industry, content creators and money makers. This podcast is for that second group, sellers, buyers, managers, anyone with an interest in business. You're all welcome here. This is Seller to Seller. Now, here's your host, Jeff Cabes. Hey, welcome to Flower Mound, Texas. Great conversation today. If you're in and around the Chicago area, you probably know our guest that's coming up. If you sell nationally, regionally, or you want to approach national brands on a strategy that you have with enough lead time that you'd like them to be involved in your region of the country, your area, your big city, your territory, this podcast is for you. Dean Lamb's been with CDW, a $22 billion Fortune 500 IT company, for over 17 years. He's been directing their branding and advertising and sponsorships, manages a relatively large annual budget that includes everything, basically, mass media production, talent, sponsorships. It's a big job, his agency relationships, player relationships, and a lot more. If you know Jason Barrett says it's true, it probably is. If you're in Chicago selling sports radio, you probably already know Dean Lamb. And here we all get a chance to get to know Dean a little bit better. It's not often that we get to interview a client on the client side, but you have such you know such great experience with both sides of it. I, I want to dig right in and really start with with your assessment of you know when it comes to this branding strategy for 2022. And a lot of us have memories of those Barkley TV commercials that were about seven years ago when I researched that for CDW. And now your messaging, I'm sure, has all kinds of digital elements to it. It's got to be a comprehensive process to put together that branding strategy, isn't it? It is. And, and first off, Jeff, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. So we actually started the uh, Barkley campaign 10 years ago, so 20, uh, 2012. Uh, CDW at the time was around 10, 11 billion dollars in revenue. This year we'll do our, or recently announced 20, about 22 billion dollars. So the brand has grown a lot. And so we've really had to evolve as technology has evolved. Our competitive landscape has grown quite a bit. So we have to make sure that we're bringing the CDW brand to the markets that we're trying to reach, you know, uh, evolved what our messaging is. And, and as we moved away from Barclay, it really moved into CDW being a leading national and really global IT services and solutions provider. Mm-hmm. The challenges that our customers have have grown uh, substantially, you know, certainly during the pandemic, you know, when everybody, you know, so many people were suddenly, you know, going from an office to remote work, how are we going to help people? You know, suddenly security issues uh, changed quite a bit. You know, the, uh, uh, you know, mobility was an issue. And it's like, hey, the occasional traveling uh, person and how are you going to handle the, their needs? But it really changed a lot. And how do you make sure that the um, that workers have the technology they need to deliver for their customers? There's a really interesting study by McKinsey, and they had asked prior to the pandemic or people, you know, uh, really looking at remote work, how long would it take you to really increase the amount of uh, remote work. And they said it would take about 1.2 years. Sometime after things really started, they asked how long did it take? And it took 11 days. <laughs> think about how quickly technology had to evolve and the needs evolved. It's like, we have to go now. And CDW had to demonstrate our capabilities to help companies go now. 
So, Dean, when it comes to this strategy and the strategic piece of it, as we're trying to look at this from a, a sports radio broadcast or media radio perspective, you know, whether you're playing geographically, regionally, globally, nationally, it really matters to the, the folks that want to help you meet your goals. So how do you compartmentalize all that? Because you said you're an international company. And of course, a lot of your partners only reach maybe the United States or certain portions of it. Yeah. So one of the things that we look at, and this is where, you know, audio radio is such a great fit for our brand, is that it is national as well as local. You know, so so many of the needs you think about school districts, those are local needs. In many cases, can you be here? You know, can you come in and see what our, our situation looks like? Can you get to us mm-hmm. the equipment that we need? And so we really look at audio and you know, radio is both delivering us a national audience as well as demonstrating we're in those local markets. Do you get involved with everything? Uh, radio partners would have to offer to you in terms of their streaming, their their websites, uh, any other digital products that maybe offer you. What what's your strategy? Media has evolved so much, and and with that evolution, there's so much fragmentation. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's TV, whether it's audio, whether mm-hmm. it's online video, whether it's you know the web, whatever. And so, as part of that fragmentation, we look at you know really having an integrated, full funnel approach. We're still looking at things like, are we reaching the audience? What are those those things that are helping us reach the target audience? We look at our target audience about thirty million IT and business decision makers. So we get a pretty good handle on the audience as well as where are they. And what we see is, like I said, is they're extremely fragmented. So when we're looking at uh, audio, we are looking at national radio, we're looking at uh, local radio, we're looking at their podcast properties, we're looking at streaming, we're looking at their website. So we really look to have a full range because we know that you're reaching them Mm -hmm. at different moments. The other thing that we look at, and this is where, you know, really local is is pretty beneficial for us in in some cases, but also national, is, you know, part of our strategy for audio is taking advantage of mass moments. Where is there a lot of listening? Where are people highly engaged? You know, the NFL season is going to kick off here in a couple of weeks. And we know in key local markets, as well as nationally, that we are going to be able to reach sports fans you know, through radio because they are more engaged during the football season. Do you also put it together with key markets? Because say Chicago is important to you, LA is important to you, or Cleveland's important to you. Does Do those things come up during the year? Or as you look at 23, they're telling you, hey, this is going to be a point of emphasis for us. Can you help support us here, Dean? Yeah, there's two things that the way that we look at. One is those mass moments. And sometimes you don't know when those mass moments are going to happen. A couple of years ago, actually a little bit longer than that, the uh, Cubs played the Nationals um, in the playoffs. I think it was 2015. Um, And we did something with Odyssey that had both us in uh, D.C., as well as in Chicago around that. So we were able to surround that series. Well, we didn't know that moment was gonna happen, but we took advantage of that. At the same time, there's key markets that we have. There's markets that we wanna over-index in. And so we look to have um, opportunities to over-index in those markets. And we really do that two ways. I mean, one is that we're still looking at how are the national networks helping us to reach those markets, but also how do you know where do we believe that we need to have overweight in other key markets? And that could be, specifically with the stations and, and, you know, more run of schedule, but also with uh, some of the teams, you know, where we'll uh, 
you know, be on the, the broadcast, the team broadcast as well. I love that. So you identify these 30 million IT uh, prospects or heavily involved in making IT decisions. And you've got this profile, I'm sure, probably up on a wall somewhere. And, you know, the older B2B strategies, you know, are male decision maker, they're NFL fans, PGA, they've got money, <laughs> they're sports radio, they're highly male oriented. So thus, they're white collar, they're working during the day. And here we are in 22, you know, and I wonder with all the digging in you do on those 30 million people, how does that hold up? There's, there's a, that's a, that's an interesting question. It's one of the things that, you know, we want to make sure that we understand the audience and we are seeing um, a growth of women in, um, in STEM, in uh, technology, in mm -hmm. IT. Um, CWCEO is a, a female. And so um, we have a number of female leaders. And so we've really, um, you know, embraced, you know, what is the audience? Mm -hmm. And so there's a study that came out the other day or uh, recently by Statistica that said like 56% of women are at least casual fans of the NFL. And so part of that is just kind of a myth that we've had that, you know, it's a male dominated field and sports, sports and sports radio was male dominated. And so we really look at that as a way to reach the full the full audience. But at the same time, as I said, it's very fragmented. And so, you know, um, in Chicago, I may need to be on two because we got Cubs fans, we got Sox fans, we have, you know, Bears fans and, you know, there's there's fans of other teams. And uh, mm -hmm. so, you know, we have to think about it more broadly. It's just not, you know, one thing that we're doing. So so there's there's sports and, you know, that is becoming more, um, you know, both male and female. And at the same time, you know, channels that may or networks that on TV, for example, that we may have traditionally thought were female focused, you know, the the DIY or HGTVs or the Hallmarks um, are also much having much many more men are watching those. So again, as we think about our media mix, we really look at it holistically. And so are we reaching those audiences? What percent of the total target audience are we reaching them? And how are we reaching them through the various channels that we use? Um, and we try to get down to a relatively deep level so that we understand, you know, on the reach side, we use a what we call a full funnel approach. And what we're mm -hmm. trying to do is that how do we and then how do we widen the funnel meeting? How am I reaching more people? And then how do we flatten the funnel? How do we get people through the funnel faster? And so it's, you know, and, and how are we driving them through the funnel? So we're we're looking at audio and we're looking at TV, that how is that helping us drive people to the bottom of the funnel and actually through the funnel? So we've we've recently been running uh, campaigns that have a single campaign that have digital TV, digital streaming audio, online video in display. And we can see how we're moving people both from a, a brand perspective, uh, perspective in terms of how are they thinking about the brand, but ultimately are they getting to CDW.com and then you know, looking at how are they moving and actually making purchases with us. When you look at this, the audio piece, and let's just say that the funnel is defined as, you know, attention, interest, desire, and action. Let's just, you know, for simplistic terms, because I'm old enough to remember somebody jammed that into my head, right? Where do you see audio? You say you want to move down the funnel and moving them around. Can they move them to the action step, which may be a click? Uh, can they move them to the desire step? Uh, or can they move them anywhere, everywhere? Where do you see audio doing it most efficiently for you and for CDW? Yeah, there has always been so much pressure on advertising budgets. 
And if you think about the amount of data that we're able to get from digital, and so what, what sometimes happens is that there's a little bit of a race to the bottom in terms of how do I find the most efficient cost? But that most efficient cost may not actually be the thing that is driving those types of behaviors that you want. At the same time, you know, we can only go so long with saying, well, you know, trust me on this. You know, that the, the market <laughs> has changed too much for us to, uh, to just say trust us. So we've been doing a lot of different things around measurement. We did a program a couple of years ago with, uh, with Westwood One around our NFL uh, Monday Night Football buy um, and a company called Leads RX that got us down to attribution. And we could see how much of that was moving where um, the audience that we were reaching were coming to cdw.com to help confirm that it's not just that we're reaching people, that they're actually moving into the funnel. And then we have other tactics now that we can reach that audience in other ways and keep them engaged in the process. We've talked so much about reach because of fragmentation. And at some point, <clears throat> I wonder when you've got those pulses in your uh annual plan where it's about frequency. We've got an initiative and maybe a memo that comes to you, hammer this home. So what becomes your frequency medium of choice or do you use radio that way or audio that way? Yeah, we, it, it, it's interesting. We, um, we try to find a balance between the two. Um, and so I don't, I don't know that there's been a point where we said, hey, we're just going to hammer this home because we have, you know, with, with CDW, we're a, a co-op marketer, meaning that we're, and you've seen our stuff. And so we're mm -hmm. advertising with a number of other leading IT um, OEM brands. And so, um, you know, with that, we want to get in front of the right audience. You know, there's a, there's a right number that, you know, there may be a right number that we're looking for in terms of the number of, of times. Um, you know, what we were, we mostly guard against the under delivery, if you will, and, mm -hmm. and that's really where we, we look at it. We do know though, that, you know, you know, particularly in local areas, um, mm -hmm. you know, that is, with local radio, it does give us a nice opportunity to make sure that, Hey, here's three messages that we're trying to get through. And we have enough weight, you know, based upon that to reach that audience. So we, we look at both. So when I was looking at just what some of the few folks who have worked with you have said, uh, the, these, these individuals, and this is through your LinkedIn account, were vendors of yours. They'd done business with you. They had sold you things. And they talked about how you personally, Dean, brought them in, put them on sort of your side of the table and said, here's what we need to accomplish. How can you do that? Can you give us any examples of that? Because, you know, for a lot of sales reps, that's not common, right? But how do you look at it when it comes to this inclusion strategy? Yeah, I, I think it's so critical today, given the pressures that all of us are on. I, first off, I see us all in the same market. I don't see us as competitors, if you will, between the, the, the media outlet, the agency, and the client. That we're all three groups are going to be better together. And I think you, when you get you know, more brains in the same room and are working on the same thing, you understand what you're trying to accomplish. Um, it just works better. For example, we've had a longstanding relationship with Westwood One. Um, we have been on, uh, you know, as part of the NCAA tournament coverage, as part of Monday Night Football for several years, and it's almost a staple to the plan. And it is so important because it just gives us so much. And so we've built those relationships. They understand what it is that we're trying to do um, you know, there's a, I don't know if you remember the story of, uh, 
the uh, Cowboys and Giants in 2019 in Meadowlands when the Black Cat ran onto the field. Yeah. Kevin Harlan made the uh, made the call of the Black Cat. Right. Well, you know, we know those guys really well. Howard Denneroff, the executive producer of the show, the cat gets to the three yard line. Howard hands Kevin the uh, the card and Kevin reads that the black cat, he's in the CDW red zone, CDW people who get it. Wow. That went viral. And this was a, an amazing moment for us. And you can never plan for that. Those are just moments that happen, but it happened because we had the relationship. It happened because um, you know, Howard and, and Kevin and the, the, uh, the team that we work with knew us, they knew what we were trying to do, what we were trying to do. They knew our goals and it was just like a natural outgrowth of that. You know, I mentioned what we did with, uh, the score odyssey in, um, you know, between the, when the Cubs and the, and the nationals play, that was just a really fun unique um, opportunity that we had to be both in in DC and and uh, in Chicago around the uh, the playoffs and so you know what what we look at is I think there's there's two things sometimes what happens is that the the network or the radio um, station will come to us too late you know mm-hmm. none of us have dollars sitting around you know, it's like everything, every, we, we call it budgeting to the edge. And what we mean by that is that everything's allocated. And okay. so, um, you know, I, I think it's important that, you know, there be upfront planning, that the, the seller is sitting down, understanding what our objectives are, what our goals are, what measure, you know, what, what um, success is going to look like, understand our, what we're, we're trying to accomplish, brings to us data, understands our audience, gives us a plan to measure and, um, you know, bring something that's different and unique. You know, sometimes we, you know, we do a lot of sponsorships. And one of the things that we do from a sponsorship perspective is we, we use what we call behind the ropes experiences, something okay. that you can't get um, unless you uh, do this. Meets and um, greets, so experience for fans. Yeah, and, it's, and it's even, you know, sometimes beyond the, the, the meets and greets, something that's like, oh, that was really cool. And I wouldn't have been able to do that you know, without CDW having this, uh, this relationship. And I think where, you know, for us have being able to, you know, be in front of our customers. And so being able to do those types of things, bring our customers to, uh, to things like that are, you know, that give this unique point of view is always beneficial and valuable. I'm going to stay with that for a second because you have so many relationships, Dean, not only with the leagues themselves, you mentioned Westwood one. So a part of the media partnerships, you have player relationships. So how much of that entertainment piece is important to, to your, the guys that, you know, you meet with on the CDW side where they want to know, Hey, we going to the world series. What do you got at the world series? What do you got at the Super Bowl? What do you get? Is that a big part of your prize closet that you need to provide? It, it is, you know, again, it's, you know, how do we get in front of our customers? And when we're able to be in front of our customers, what we want to do is we want to be able to talk about what we've done. You know, how did we solve a problem? You know, we're the, um, the official technology advisor to the PGA Tour. So, you know, we we will take them on tours of the Shotlink trailer and how CDW has helped um, the PGA Tour 
uh, you know, get the data off the course. There's, you know, they're, they're capturing thousands of bits of pieces of data okay. um, mm -hmm. for every tournament. And it's CDW who is helping them get that data into the trucks so that it can go to the broadcast uh, networks. And then also that it's going to the players. So the players can look at the data and they can understand what's working for them, what's, what's not working for them. So it's not just about, you know, the situation of, hey, that was really cool, but oh, also I learned something. I learned about what it is that CDW does and how CDW is helping this team. You know, for one of the NFL teams, um, we help them go remote. You know, there it wasn't, you know, again, you think about the football team and the, and the players being remote, but they have a, they have a back office. And so all of their employees have to go remote. We did something for an, another team where we worked with the team and, and they needed two networks in their headquarters, one network for the, for the football operations and a network for the business operations. And we did that. We could take our customers in and they could see what that was and how CDW helped them. And if we can help this team, they can help. If CDW can help this team, CDW can help us. So Dean, we're crawling towards fourth quarter now, football season starting you and I began this conversation, you know, with you telling me that this is a highly busy, this is a big time of year for you. And while I don't want to ask you a question about when it's the best for people to approach you about 23, and then you get inundated with, you know, people giving you proposals and requests and all that. How do you handle the planning stage? When when is that in your calendar year? And then when is your your is your fourth quarter your execution for twenty three? When it's like get the buys put together? Yeah, so we really look at that two ways. I mean, we're always a little bit of of planning, but the the you know we're in a calendar year, so you know twenty three will kick off on on January first. Uh, we try to be in market three hundred sixty five days a year with uh, with what it is that we're we're doing. And, and for us, there's like three core things that we look about is that the, the uh, NCAA tournament, NFL is a really important part of what we're doing. And then what I'll call an always on. And that's, you know, the air cover for the, you know, for all 365 days. And what we're looking for there is, you know, how do we have national reach? How do we have, you know, local reach in some of the core markets? How are we using podcasts? How are we using uh, digital audio? Um, apps, you know, whatever it is. And so, you know, what we would be look, what we're looking for is, you know, again, as I, as I mentioned earlier, is that meeting between CDW, the agency and our radio partners to say, Hey, uh, help. And part of it again, comes with the, the radio partner saying, help me understand first, what are you trying to understand? I mean, spend time, you know, learning our business. What is it we're trying to do? What is it you know about CDW? And then how can you solve our business problems most effectively and efficiently. Wow. Have you solved the Cubs problems efficiently? Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I always try to be positive as much as, as much as I can. And we get a little bit spoiled with, uh, you know, winning for, uh, for several years. I'm, I'm excited about some of the young, younger players they have. Uh, um, I love what Marquee Network has done. They do a little bit of a NFL red zone for the minor leagues. And, uh, so I was catching mm -hmm. a little bit of that, uh, Yesterday, they've got a lot of, uh, you know, good young arms, a lot of good young bats. So uh, a couple of down years, but uh, trying to be positive uh, for uh, what's coming next. All right. Thanks to Dean Lamb. You can find more about him at LinkedIn or uh, 
Just follow all about how he feels about his cubbies at Dean W. Lamb. Rate, review, pass this pod on. Write to me at jeffks54 at gmail.com. Topics, great conversations, whatever you'd like to listen to, just reach out to me. And if you're near Flower Mound, uh, Texas, or the Dallas area, uh, check me out. And also look at sports radio sales articles at barrettsportsmedia.com. We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Seller to Seller with Jeff Caves. Each episode is available on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and most podcasting platforms. To stay in touch with Jeff, follow him on Twitter at Jeff Caves and read his sales columns on BarrettSportsMedia.com.